Hey everybody, we had some recording difficulties with this show. I was able to clean it up some with some filters. It's not the quality that you're used to, but I think it's good enough for you to enjoy. Craft Beer Radio, episode 110, April 6, 2008. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I happen to be Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear, And we are doing Michigan beers sent in by our good friend Daniel. Yep. So today's April 6th. That means tomorrow is the 75th anniversary of the repeal of Prohibition. So what better way to celebrate than by drinking a whole lot of beer? <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. I think it'd be fun to do like a... Oh, we should have written up a little skit of like what we were doing this day 75 years ago. Like... <laughs> Turning butter or something, I don't know. Uh, what, making cars. Like, oh, like what people were doing, not what we were no, doing. No, what, what we were doing. What we were doing was <laughs> pretending we were that old. <laughs> not existing is what we were doing. So <laughs> here is um, Cabin Fever Brown Ale from New Holland Brewing Company. Looks pretty dark for a brown ale, doesn't it? New Holland is in Holland, Michigan, believe it or not. I mean, that's... Yeah, it pours, it, uh, pours really... By the way, we're doing the show outside today. Because it's a nice spring day and it's before the bugs come. So, yeah, actually, I didn't even think about the bugs, but I'm like, let's do an outside show. I, you know, the wind might be annoying, but let's just do it once. And uh, as my mom would say, let's go outside and get the stink blown off of us. Um, so it's a it's a dark brown. You can actually see through it just barely, so it's clear no matter how dark it is. Slight red highlights on it. it has a tan head to it. Nice foamy head. It's got that brown ale smell. It's got a little bit of maltiness there. There's a there's a tinge of hops. Yeah, there's a there's a nice full malty bit sweet aroma, some caramel malt in there. It's coming across as um waffles. Not so much waffles, I'm thinking like brown bread. With raisins. Okay, yeah, maybe you're maybe that's right. Some sort of bread product. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Cereal grains making a bread product. There's a bit of a... Hey. In the aroma also, there's a bit of something that reminds me almost of Marmite. In the aroma, too. <laughs> Marmite's the distilled uh, or extracted yeast concentrate that they sell in England to spread on toast in the morning. That's a particularly roasty brown ale. Is it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's very full-flavored, and it's got this very roasty, roasty end to it. It's, uh, I mean, it's not like the, it's full flavored, so that's, that's really good about it, but it doesn't have kind of the, the thickness of a porter, so that's why it doesn't fall in Yeah, there. like I was just going to say, if you didn't bring it up, how is this different from a porter? Because there's such a roast to the end, mm-hmm. and there's a bit of a dark, um, ashy type roast that you get out of it. So I was just going to ask you, but the thickness, yeah, it's relatively thin with this burnt, or very dark roasty yeah. finish to it. Leaves a, leaves a nice um, roast that covers your mouth for, mm-hmm. for a while. It's a uh, very inviting, good drinker. I wonder what the alcohol on this one is. They and, don't tell us they the don't tell us. on this one. But I'm willing to bet it's probably in the five range. Might be a little higher, but it's not really tasting. You know, showing up. Let. Let is what is inside of the cap. To find more about that, you can go to www.capslam.com. That's one of the URLs on their bottle here, so it must have to do with the words under the cap. Mm. Maybe you build like a whole sentence and you get a year supply of New yeah. Holland or something. Newhollandbrew.com is the their website. New Holland's available in Pittsburgh now. They've been about six months now. They've gotten a couple of their beers, haven't seen Cabin Fever. But actually at Mad Max right now, they have their um, Pilgrim Barley Wine, something Pilgrim pretty good there's i'm just getting they keep getting a lot of roast as soon as i as soon as it hits the tongue i mean it's got the um the lightness of a brown ale but it really has the dark flavors of a mm-hmm. porter it's really interesting i don't know how well this would go with you know the traditional brown it doesn't really give you a lot of hoppiness it's this really would, just more that roast this would go really well with uh beef though 
Don't you think like a hamburger or meatloaf? Well, anything malty generally well, would go well with but that I mean, sort of thing. This but one would go particularly well with, uh, you know, some. Yeah, it would. Those flavors would just go. Maybe even like a blackened, you know, ground beef or something. Those things would would meld together so well. It would. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you're just making me hungry for a burger now. I Thanks, know, Jeff. I know. Blue cheeseburger. <laughs> Stop it. Oh yeah. Stop it, or else I'm gonna have to call somebody and get something ordered. <laughs> Mm. So there were actually a couple beer news stories that we didn't really cover. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to bring them up. There was one, and I, you know, actually, to be honest with you, I forget whether it was beer is good for you, beer is bad for you, but it was one of the things, beer causes cancer, beer cures cancer. It was, <laughs> it's like in the same week, right. one of each. Yeah, and you guys who are regular listeners know sort of my take on this, my um, contrarian blowhard take on this, which is that there is... Everything should be taken in moderation, and of course, if you take too much of beer, it's going to kill you, and, and you know, probably a little bit of alcohol will help you, but it doesn't mean that beer's a health food. There was uh, a thing with Barbara Walters on this week, lived to be 150, and they're talking about how a guy found this compound in wine that basically stops the aging process. So Barbara's like, how much wine would I have to drink to, to do this? And um, they're like, we'd have to drink about 1,000 bottles of wine a day. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're like you know they've concentrated it down so it's a thousand times more potent uh-huh. and it was hilarious because in her tone she made it sound like that was more reasonable right drinking a bottle of wine a day <laughs> not a glass bottle I'm, I'm reminded of a weekend update with Norm MacDonald where they he had that a story somewhat similar to that he said that the scientists found um, that they're you know the Scientists found something in wine that can that helps you be healthy, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they're they're working on isolating it, and then he said they already have. It's called a grape. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Let's not get into too much post-show conversation here, but uh, I just thought it was interesting how they made it sound like a bottle of wine a day was completely reasonable for everyone to drink. Right. Well, you know, if it's a it's one of those apricot wines that we had on our second April Fool show. Yeah. We apologize to anybody who may have been offended about our April Fool show. Really? We, I mean, I don't think we officially said what state we were from. No, so we a never... lot of people were offended that you know we were making fun of Southerners. Um, we had some people comment that you know basically anyone who's not in the city between um, Virginia and Idaho sound that way. So um, we thought we were just really overdoing it on the accents to point out we were just trying to be idiots, not trying to be Southerners. But it, it, for some reason, Southern accents is a shorthand for. I mean, it seems to to some people, or at least at least to us, at least to me, when you hear that, you initially think dumb. But then you know, then you meet the person and it changes it. But I don't initially think dumb. But if you want to do. Yeah, a dumb like a person. Yeah, easy. I mean, it's just easy to to pick something because there's a stereotype there, right? right. You know, yes, we apologize. Uh, it's April Fools once a year, and if the, if this is a world where craft beer radio can't do one April Fool's show a year, it's not a world I want to. That be would in. that would be terrible. I mean, did did we get many wine people who were upset at us for second? about two or three? Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, we got one person who won't listen anymore, and two people who are highly offended. So yeah. Yeah, then we got you know all the the blind uh, mice who just love us so much. Thought it was the, the, we have um, Alex, our super listener Alex, who is defending us against. Um, but however, you know he's Barley sixty nine, I think. But you know he's in Texas. You know, oh, you're, oh, you're talking about his later comment. Okay, yeah. never mind. Go ahead. And you know, and he is defending us against Barley sixty nine for the flavors that we detected, whether it was um, biological base. Let's just say. Well, let's go out, let's go out, because our fans want us to say it, you know, stuff that says, smells like cat pee. And, and urinal. And, and urinal. And Barley69 was, you know, saying, you guys have have the host junk in your mouth. <laughs> I think it was the way he put it. <laughs> so, it, it, that's not true. Alex is not here. Our junk is not in his We've mouth. We've never been inflated by any of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, you know, but I think that uh, our listeners have a point. I wasn't sure how to respond to Barley69. He seems to be a dedicated listener. I mean, before he started, you know, giving us this, this rip fest here, or not really a rip fest, before he started giving his opinion how he didn't like this, he seemed to be a pretty supportive listener. So it's just something he feels strongly about. I don't think he's a, stro- a troll. 
However, if the threads online keep keep it up, then he's bordering on trolling. Right. But I don't think he's a troll to this point. Um, no, I mean, I... But, I, you know, after seeing some of the feedback, they really helped solidify some of the thoughts I had, where, you know, P- Caddy was on the list of flavors yeah. from the BJCP that we've read before. Um, just because we're more abrasive with our terms. <laughs> we're not, you know, catering to delicate sensibilities, you know, I think is really his problem, because there are beers that, you know... I mean, frankly, the thing is that... I I accept the feedback. I accept criticism, certainly. Uh, but you know, when we brought it up, we had more people defending us and saying that they liked the, us doing that than not. So that gives us a different perspective. And we only had one perspective. We had Barley 69's perspective, which was stop using cat pee. And so we said, okay, well, it's a legitimate complaint. Maybe we mm-hmm. couldn't. And then we got more people saying, no, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I could see if we were using unreasonable, disgusting ones. Right, like, like you know. This is beep beep or something like that. Or, you know, just, you know, think of something George Carlin would say to get a shock out of you, right? You know, the, you know, I don't have anything off the top of my head. The aristocrats. I don't have anything off the top of my head, but, you know, if we made a very visual and disgusting one just to get a rise out of people. And tune into the post show because we're going to try to do that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're going to start putting it, you know, chugging on that now so I actually have something good to say. But, um,. Uh, no, so I, I'm happy to see listeners think that cat pee is a valid one. Uh, we could, you know, like I say, tone down the language a little bit and call it catty. Um, but I, I, I think Alex and, um, you know, the other people who've defended us have a good point, which is that, and, and we had a good point too, which is, I mean, there are smells in there that are recognizable and... Mm-hmm. If you call something cat pee, well, that is instantly a recognizable thing. If you call something catty, that's much more vague. Yeah, it's like fur, dander, yeah. you know. What is that? What is catty? But when you say cat pee, you're like, oh. And, of course, then people take the beer, drink it, and say, what in this beer is anywhere near cat pee? Right. And then they're like, oh, okay. I mean, so. I sound like I'm waffling a bit, you know. I'm not as, you know blowhardy is greg so i tend to waffle but you know <laughs> jeff just wants to talk about beer remember yeah i'm the guy who's the uh, i'm just blowhard. happy that you know people are taking you know a reasonable side there and um uh, well, if, if alex is right and barley 69 is being a troll then he's gonna love getting some more airtime so i don't i don't really know what to do next so maybe um i would just uh, i don't know how the thread's gonna go before i get the show up but you know, how about we uh, try to be civil here? We don't um, we don't trash barley sixty nine anymore. No, I, and, we appreciate and, barley. And barley si- I mean, not we. I mean, us as listeners posting on the website. And how about barley sixty nine? You know, let's just try to let this thread die. Agreed. And if you think that, but we're not commanding you to. If you think there's really good reason to keep this going, by all means, keep it going. But I'd like to close the door on this one. It's shut. Let's go to our next beer. This is a brewery that I've never heard of. Heard in Michigan, of course, since we're doing the Michigan show. Milano Brewing Company, L-E-E-L-A-N-A-U Brewing Company. This is the Good Harbor Golden Ale. No, it's a Good Harbor Golden Golden Ale. Handcrafted ale taste in oaked barrels. It's 100% natural. Good Harbor Golden Gold. Oh, this is a beer de garde. Nice. Oh, wow. Awesome. It's a, uh, it's a Belgian or French style of beer, and beer de garde means beer for the saving. And actually, next week we'll be doing a beer to guard as well. The one from Flying Dog. This right. one's a sample of Guard Dog, which is just an awesome name. G-A-R-D-E uh-huh. Dog. This thing's in a huge bottle. It's that 25-ounce bottle. So it's Oaked Beer to Guard. Very nice. And I can count on one hand the number of beer to guards I've had, so yeah, I'm not really sure what to expect Whoa. other than a fruity wow. beer. Wow, smell that funk. I'm going to rinse my glass out here. There's definitely, I mean, bearded cards, well... Bearded cards aren't normally funky, so... It smells... reasonably funky to me. Uh, there's a very tannic aroma to it. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a tarty one there. Um, there's probably some Britannomyces in this or something like that, so it's not a straight bearded guard. And this is just from aroma. It smells wonderful. It smells like a lambic. <laughs> yeah, it it's, really does. So let's. The color is. Well, we don't have our SRM sheet with us, but it's just a. It's almost like, pilsnerish color. It's like you know, cold, but, but it's cloudy. But it's cloudy. Slightly cloudy. 
mine's mine was the second pour. Mine's a little more cloudy than Greg's. The it's head fluffy. is very white, very yeah. white, fluffy head. Looks like a pilsner head. It's light and fluffy and several fingers tall. And um, let's try to describe the aroma. So for listeners who you know, instead of just saying, "Oh, it's a," it smells like a sour beer. What what kind of things are we getting in there? You know, like you said, some sort of tannic flavor, maybe some sort of grapes. Uh, if you crush up grapes, you can sort of smell a, a smell somewhat similar to that. Uh, yeah, a there's, little, a, there's a little bit of sulfur in there too, which you know makes sense because that's in yeah, it's a lot a, of biological it, stuff. What I'm getting is a smell from some acidity that's in there, like a lactic acid right. or something like that. I think I think like reminiscent of you know the vinous, you know, reminiscent of grapes or you know slightly sour fermented soft grapes you know that's pretty much the ballpark of the aroma on this one i think so too not quite you know not going into raisiny but still grapey and full alive green grapes yeah very fresh hmm oh yeah <laughs> you get you hit at the end with the sourness doesn't yeah it? it's, it's acidic it's a nice malt flavor to it it tastes a bit like uh saison golden ale something like that where you get actually I'm not really tasting much of the alcohol I it's you know what it's Just weird like because it, what happens is that the first taste I got was kind of malt and then boom the sourness hits and then it kind of fades there's a little alcohol in the back and then wow they have jolly pumpkin and lanu <laughs> in the same state Ooh. this is this is great it's an artfully crafted beer to guard Tradition, meaning for beer for the keeping. Drink now or sell it for a decade. Enjoy on the beach for slowly. At least we're outside. Yeah. So, you know, we've had three beers so far, including the pre-show beer, and they've all been great. I mean, really. Yep, Daniel sent us some good specimens. <laughs> he didn't send us any Bells, but, you know, I think his opinion was Bells is fine. Yeah. But it's big. It's like the biggest Michigan craft brewery. He wanted to go a little more on the artisanal side, so he got us a lot of these smaller ones. And I think that um, he made some excellent choices, at least. Yeah, we did the Scotty Karate from Dark Horse Brewing in the pre-show. So if you want to hear more about that, you can tune in. We really didn't have too much to say about Scotty Karate. It was a great Scottish ale. Um, Scotch ale. We, we, Scotch ale, wee heavy, with a bit of American tint to it. Uh, while it tasted good... It was one of those ones that, you know, is good but hard to describe. Can't really it's talk about it a lot. Strong beer. It was, maybe it wasn't the best idea to start with that because it is out 9.75% alcohol, but it was, you know, but this one, wow. It's got it's a little bit of graininess to that flavor, too. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that, so it's a bit like a Kolsch, actually. You think so? Because like, you get some of the vinous from a Kolsch, but then you got the tartness that fills it in. Yeah, and I it's mean. It's a lot fuller body. It doesn't. I mean, maybe it's because of the color. I'm, I'm seeing the color, and I don't think Kolsch. You know, I think, I think oh, more saison. It's a lot like Kolsch, but yeah, saison is you know a little slightly cloudy. Mmm. Wow. <laughs> I love that sourness at the end. It's not overdone. It, no, and you know you and you can. Oh, here's the here's what it says: brewed and bottled exclusively for the Lianu Brewing Company by Jolly Pumpkin. Artisan ales. <laughs> oh, well, now it's so much clearer. That's why it tastes so much like a Jolly Pumpkin. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't care who makes it. It's just a delicious beer that everyone should taste. Jolly Pumpkin, if you don't know, they're famous for making... All their beers are sour, right? No, they're not all sour. They're all Belgian. Many of them are sour. But no, like uh, Bam Beer mm. is just normal Saison. And some of the other ones are just normal wit beers... Then they do like the black wit beers and other crazy yeah. things. Oh, I love Jelly Pumpkin. I need to go to Dexter, Michigan and check those guys out. <laughs> and we're lucky enough to be able to get them here. There's not too many places to carry them, but we can get them here in Pittsburgh. So, Well, I haven't seen many of these. I mean, I've seen Bam Beer. That's pretty oh, much it. If you go to Bocktown, they have, they have more Jelly Pumpkin really? than anywhere else. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Mm. Okay, so what? We talked about burgers with this. What about this one? Um, sourness would go well with. Uh, so it's light. So I'm starting to think, you know, white meat or fish. No. So I'm starting with that on the thing. See, I'm thinking more along the lines of um, quiche. You know, maybe oh. going into a little bit something like that. 
a little bit of egginess, a little bit of, you know, you bring some fat into it and you have the tartness cut through the fat. I don't know if I could do this with the quiche. I mean, maybe if there's like enough... I mean, certainly a sour beer like this always goes well with like a salad. The, the sweetness of the quiche, I think, would kind of... Well, it depends on what kind of quiche. I mean, if you have yeah. a sweet quiche or a, you know... Yeah, I mean, most of all the ones I've ever had have been on the sweet sides. So. Really? You never had like a ham and cheese quiche? Still, to me, the cheese and the eggs, they come across as this, this sweet, fatty thing. And I don't know if this would... I don't think it would wa- clean it off. I think it would kind of make the sweetness taste sweeter when you took a bite, and it would almost be like too, too rich. much, too, too rich. rich. Well, I mean, like I say, sour beers will always go well with salads. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, fish... I tend to think more wheat with fish, but... Do a... Um, but yeah, sour with fish, I mean, like Gorval, you know, sour with mm-hmm. fish works well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think this works well with sweet, though. It would be interesting to try. No, I wouldn't like. It wouldn't pair it with chocolate, right? It doesn't work well. I mean, just like I mean, like anything fatty and sweet. I don't think this would go with. I think you need to go with a lean meal for this one. Hmm. Maybe pork. Maybe like pork chops or something like that would go too. I don't know. It's like with sauerkraut. Would you pair this with like pork and sauerkraut, or would the sour, <laughs> the sour and the sour just would be they a just, bad pair? You know, just hit I mean, each other. That would be interesting. I don't think. That, actually, I don't know. Like, I don't think could they, you have a Reuben with this? You know, you probably could. You probably you know, could have a Reuben. May, with this. Maybe if you did. A Reuben, or like uh, like a German sauerkraut that has mm-hmm. the applesauce and the sugar, the brown sugar in it, like pork, German sauerkraut, and this to give this would be actually give the sour to it. I think that would be a cool meal. Uh, that would actually work, I think, pretty well. Craft Food Radio One Ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go on. Uh, uh, we'll be revisiting this beer in the post show. <laughs> there's half a bottle left, and there's no way I'm pouring this down the drain. Um. All right. Try not to slam the box so much. Sorry. Well, airplane. we're definitely outside. Yep. Airplane flew right over my house. Okay, so our next beer is batch 65 of Beer de Mars from Jolly Pumpkin. Let's go right to another sour <laughs> beer, huh? It's a French-style stock ale aged in oak barrels. Uh, I've never had a Beer de Mars. It's a, it's a real style Beer de Mars. This is a Grand Reserve 27 months in oak. I think it has something to do with March, right? With Mars. But I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm going to read about Mars, Beard of Mars later. Oh, it's a, it's, it's a gusher. It's a gusher. It was pretty cool. I popped the cap, and you can see the foam come up through yeah. the beer. It's, it's, it's it got all smoky, and, and then, then all of a sudden... smoke came out yeah. the top of the bottle, <laughs> and then the foam. Well, that's a lot darker. That's um, much more iced tea-like. Still cloudy. Again, these are bottle-conditioned, so you're going to get that cloudiness there. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more of this puppy. Mm, there's some yeast in there, definitely. 27 months, over two years in oak on this guy. So there is a lot of lead time to produce this beer. It's impressive that a brewery is able to put a beer in a barrel for two years before he sells it. And impressive that Daniel would send us that, too. We gotta thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Oh, it's a sour one again. <laughs> this Look at... Look at the yeast in my. You can see like color, different colors in the in head because of where the yeast is. Is like <laughs> you might want to scoop that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just you know that's different. That's certainly different. It's it, it's making a little face. It's a little alien. <laughs> so this one has very much the same grapey, fine smell. There's a lot more malt to it. Almost, I think. Is it is it crystal or is it like? Is it is it? Well, I haven't tasted it yet. I don't know. The aroma. Is it go caramelly or bready? Is it like it's it, it's more bready to me. Yeah. Ooh, that's a sour beer. Holy! Tastes a lot like La Folie, actually. Wow! There's this sweet. There's this cherry flavor in it. Like oh this, my like, god! Cherries. A lot like La Folie, isn't it? Like a Flanders red. It's a lot like awesome, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very acidic in the back of my throat. I feel this little. Little fingers raking my throat, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and the the tartness digging in. I mean, like the other beer, you know, it had some sourness to it, but this is just it hits you straight mm-hmm. on. It's like a fistful of sour, bam, hitting you right in the in the tongue. And yeah, cherry is a good flavor that's there. I mean, there's also of course the vinous grapeness quality. Um, what else is there? There's there's uh, there's something else. Maybe almost, almost like a raspberry or something like that. Yeah, like a, a sour raspberry. There's there's flavors you get in there that you get in like. You know, blue cheeses. You know, there's some of that tartness in there, mm-hmm. too. 
without the fats and the milk and the salt. So you're getting some of that sour that's along those lines. Like if you just try to eat the blue part of blue cheese, you'll get some of the same tartness. Delicious. Oh my God. It's so good. Delicious. This is so good. <laughs> I'm already thinking like, because I was thinking, you know, man, what, where's my next vacation going to be? I've been to Japan too many times. Michigan. Yeah, I was thinking Oregon, but now I'm thinking Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. Oregon would be very sweet, too. <laughs> wow. This is puckering. It, it, my mouth is reacting the same way it reacts to lawfully. And a lot of people probably had lawfully. Mm -hmm. Not everyone, but some of those people will be able to relate. The inside of your cheeks are puckering up. Your lips are puckering up. You can't open your mouth nearly as wide now. And you just got this acidity permeating your mouth. I would buy a case of this. <laughs> I don't care what the cost is. I'd buy a case of this. This is this is fantastic. Would you pay $200 for a case of this? Get me on the right day, I would. I don't know what the price is. If I was guessing a price, I would guess around $180, $200. That's, that's kind of a swag, though, just a wild-ass guess. You know, I know what some of those are. This is better than a Wii. I know what some of the Jolly Pumpkin goes for around here, and that's kind of what I'm basing my guess mm. off of. This is 7% alcohol by volume. Dexter, Michigan. Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales. Oh, my God. Wow. Can we get these guys on the show? I mean, we got to call them or something. Cause... Uh, I can try. I can try. I actually, I can maybe even go through our wholesaler who uh, has a relationship with Jolly Pumpkin. I think we're pretty lucky to be able to get him here in Pittsburgh. Actually, I yeah. think it's kind of a kind of an island. Well, have you, we haven't seen this one, have you? Uh, I haven't. No, but I think it's kind of an island outside of you know his normal distribution mm -hmm. point. So we're it's one of those beers we just happen to be able to get, which you know makes Pittsburgh such a nice beer city. This is it, again one of the, this is one of those beers that I I love and hate drinking. I love drinking because it, it tastes so great. I hate drinking because I'm losing it. It's <laughs> gone. It'll be gone. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. Sour cherries. Um, this tart cherry cobbler with too much lemon juice in it. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's almost... In, in, that, in that one, I think I may have gotten some of the yeast because they're almost got a little pepperiness, too. Oh, okay. Um, just a bit, you know, just a bit of that. Mm -hmm. Right at the, the back of my throat. This is the Beer de Mars from Jolly Pumpkin. And, yeah, we're just savoring every sip of this puppy. <laughs> I wish you guys could taste this. Daniel, I want to hug you. <laughs> Man. Yeah, when I was opening the, uh, unwrapping these bottles from the bubble wrap, you know, it's like, it's this tedious thing to get all the bubble wrap off. So you like, you don't know which beers you're getting all right away. So it's like, it's like Christmas morning, right? You open up one beer, you're like, oh, Scotty Karate. That sounds neat. Dark Horse. We've had a couple, we've had one Dark Horse beer and we've liked it. We've had the uh, Crooked Tree. And um, then I opened this Jolly Pumpkin. I'm like, well, that's interesting. And then I opened this other one, this Lanu. You know, it's like, well, I've never heard of them, but it's this 25-ounce bottle. And it's oak-aged. There's got to be something going on there. And then, you know, it's just going through these other beers. You're just like, holy smokes. <laughs> it's like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas in April. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> So, uh, you know, maybe there's is slightly different from a Flanders Red. Maybe it's hard to tell because like an old, like a Flanders Brown, like an old Bruin, I've never had one that's been this acidic. This, yeah, no, no, it's not nearly this. Um... So I think, you know, it tastes, I think lawfully, mine is like maybe 10% of its malt profile is kind of where you're getting on this one. It's a big heap of sourness. Or if you haven't had lawfully, Rodenbach Grand Cru with more tartness and um, less less maltiness, just slightly less maltiness. But yeah, it's, it's a lot more acidic than Rodenbach. It's Grand still Cream. in there. I mean, I'm done with it, but it's still... <laughs> it's still floating around in my mouth. And we have more. We do. <clears throat> All right, so do we do the... Uh... No, save that one. Yeah, let's see. Uh, well, we have that, or we have... I guess we do the other Jolly Pumpkin. Yeah, yeah do that one. Yeah. Probably should have done that before we did the uh, Beer Tomorrow. Probably. This is a Hoppy Farmhouse Ale from uh, Jolly Pumpkin. 
ES Baum. ES Bam. So ES Bam. They do the uh, Bam beer, which is their saison. And at Christmas time, they did the Bam Noir, which was their black saison. Right. Which I really didn't like. It had a sewer drain type flavor. I'm sorry. Sorry, Barley69. It had a, a sulfury, <laughs> mildewy, musty type sewer drain type aroma. Tastes like it. farts. <laughs> so this is their ESBAM, their extra special. Well, it's like E dot S dot capital B. So it's ESBAM. So it's like a extra special bitter... But it's hot. I mean, they, they talk about how it's hot. Well, but ESBs can, like, look at Anderson Valley's Ubuntu, you know. That's true. That's true. So it's probably going to be a bit ESB. I bet you there's a fair malt to it, but there's going to be some, um, maybe some grapey, some, some, some tartness, a slight bit of tartness to it. I would expect nothing less. And um, this guy actually comes in a high-shouldered 25 or 22-ounce bottle. I've never seen a bottle like this. It looks like a... Like 20, a wine bottle almost. Well, it looks like a... Oh, it is a 750. This is an interesting bottle. And, you know, a lot of our guys are beer drinkers. They go through bottles all the time. You have the normal 22-ounce bottle, which is capped. Then you have the 25-ounce bottle with the high shoulder, like uh, Russian River uses or Victory uses or um, Omegang uses. Mm-hmm. A lot of people should know what Omegang uses. This beer looks like the Omegang one, but it has a cap instead on it a instead of a Cajun uh, cork. cork. Right. Where... Typically, a beer that bottle is shaped this way has a Cajun cork, or it's this low shoulder one like the Lilanu, which is one like uh, La Folie uses. Swept shoulders. Yeah, swept shoulder. La Folie or um, Heavyweight used it, um, which can be capped or corked. Um, so, yeah, this is an interesting model. I've just never seen one made this way before. Bring it on. This is batch 278 we're drinking from. Pour is a. Uh, well, it's kind of hard to tell yet. Cause of course, it's this awesome, cascading, bubbly yeah, thing. that was pretty interesting. I suggest you definitely drink that and also wash it out. <laughs> because there's a lot of sourness yeah, in there. I need to rinse my um, my beer tomorrow. But unlike most, drink the drink the rinse. It's not bad. Oh, I've been drinking the rinse all day. There's been <laughs> such... <laughs> That's like a light beer tomorrow's. Yeah. It was good. Wow, okay. What does this smell? What is this? Or oh, it's hoppy. There, there's, there's definitely some. Um, that's weird. What is that? What hop is that? It's kind of like a little, a little bit of hops mixed with the sort of tanniness. It's, it's got a. Well, I'm getting this. I'm getting this malt. I'm getting this hop. I'm getting this. And I think I'm getting sourness in here too. Oh, like I said, I think there's tanniness in here. There's hops on top of it, though. It's like... Yeah, it comes across like... Um, oh, it comes across like, like... Like stuff. Like some kind of vegetation. Like if you're cho- in the backyard, you're chopping down some weeds or something like that. You get that, that vegetal... I don't know, because I think like grassy stuff when I think that. And this doesn't smell grassy to me at like all. Maybe chopping, smells... Like maybe when you're chopping down blueberry bushes, or like uh, wild blackberry bushes, something like that. Well, I don't think I've ever done that before, yeah. so that would be an experience I don't have. So like a... Like a something Why like... would you ever want to chop down a wild blackberry bush? That's blasphemy. Yeah. Well, I did. Sorry. Oh my god. I, I cut them back. They were, they were encroaching in my yard. I had to... They grow everywhere. They're insane. There's, there'll be some blackberries outside the yard down there, so outside the fence. <laughs> um, it, it's a, sort of a... kind of looks there's like a, there's tea. A, the color is like there, tea. Smell it again. Do you smell unsweetened iced tea at all? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good call. So yeah. there's this yeah. There's this hoppy that's, that's this um, piney earthy hop, something like that. And then there's unsweetened iced tea. Hmm. Wow, what the heck is that? That is certainly different, isn't it? Because there, there's a... Wow, that's... <laughs> okay, up front, uh, a, a strong, like you said, piney hoppiness. Um, almost kind of gives to a... It, it's sort of lower into a winter green as it goes down. It finishes very bitter. Yeah, there, there's a bitterness at the end... Um, but there is kind of that, like Jeff said, I think tea is, is a good example, like a, un, a completely unsweetened tea. There's some of that flavor in there, too. But yeah, there's a, bit, a lot of bitterness at the end. Hmm. 
it's a hard one to figure out, isn't it? But look at the way the head is is playing. I mean, this head is 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 a middle bit of it that's it looks sticking like up. it looks like the head off a root beer float. Yeah. So you get that you know those those rocky crags that are crazy you know unusually strong and don't fall down. Hmm. There's a fair amount of sulfur in the flavor too. This towards the finish, it's very sulfury. I think that's intended the, though. Might be the saison part of it. I think. I mean, I really do think this is good. I think that there, you know, it's, it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of depth there. It doesn't stand up to the other beer. The other this beers though has, are a little bit more directly. This one has, you know, it has some funk to it, but I think it's more of a it's more of a straight sourness where the other ones are tartness. There's less acidity in this one. Well, the hops are playing a funny game here. Yeah, the hops are definitely messing with it too. They're they're you know sort of they're very much on top and it's it's really kind of playing with the way our, our taste buds are getting the beer we haven't had a hop beer today and this is this is a very particularly hoppy beer and but it's hoppy on top of like you said like a saison so it's really a, a, a strange kind of mix okay so here's here's some marketing well it's not marketing speak it's just absurd writing it's something we expect from right. Stone. bam is an extra special dog uh the bam beers always has this um what kind of dog is that? That's a um, a call a doggy dog. That's a <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't a, know dogs. Okay. Anyway, Bam is an extra special dog. After surviving being struck by a car, he daily somehow manages to avoid being carried away by the largest birds of prey gliding overhead, riding un- unforeseen thermals. <laughs> Bam's tenacity seems to only be surpassed by his oversized personality. Join us. Join us in this celebration of his excess. More malt, more hops, more vivacious personality. Cheers and mahalo. Plenty. Mahalo plenty. <laughs> uh, it, it's a, uh, it's a uh, rat terrier or... A, I don't know. A, it's not a Boston terrier. It's distributed by our friends at the Shelton Brothers. Yeah. Um, it's... There's all family dogs over here. You got a... Uh, yeah. Well, I I don't really know how to classify this one because it, it's, it's it's experimental, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's very very interesting, and the wind picks up <laughs> because I you know we we were talking about food with all these. What food goes with this? Jello? I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I think this would go back towards some kind of dark meat. Um, yeah, like maybe a roast beef or like a real like a roast. roast. I'm, I was thinking like a roast beef. I was, you know, thinking like something I've had at the Church Brew Works, which is their bison. Mm. Very lean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the bitterness would probably feel okay with it if you had it prepared a certain way. Uh, you know, but you know, I'm thinking more of a roast instead mm. of like a ground beef or something like that. So grilled you, cheese sandwich. No, I'm not getting grilled cheese at all. I, I mean. Unless you have a certain kind of cheese in mind. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking like tomato soup, a cheddar, or? a cheddar, a sharp cheddar, and have this sort of hoppiness kind of cut through some of that sharpness of the cheddar with the toasted bread. A lot of mustard. I do and think pepper this would go well too. with cheddar. I do think cheddar in this in the tasting would work well. Must be the outside, the whole getting this food thing. Or we're both hungry or something. We've done a lot more food talk than we've done in a long time. It's true. It's true. But I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like talking about food today. Must be the natural light. Or it's good because I had oatmeal for breakfast. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's affecting me. Wow. Okay. So that's so like uh, it's not a beer that I love. But then again, you know, what's wrong with it? It's not bad. It's good, you know. It's, There's nothing wrong with the beer. It's it's just an unusual experiment. It's being compared against some friggin' awesome beers. It's, it's, and it's yeah, and really it's an experimental beer. I, I would not recommend this as this is this is not a beginner's beer. This is a beer for people who are into beer, who want to try something like really experimental and different. I would not go and suggest this to someone who's trying to, you know, experience a saison or experience a, a, a sour ale. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's really not sour. I mean, so yeah. I don't want to get that point across. I mean, you've said it a lot earlier, but it's, it's you can tell they use like a, a saison yeast. Um, 
put a fair amount of malt in there and you know, a lot of hops it's interesting it um there's a fair amount of, there's some sulfur in the you know finish of the flavor it's it's similar to the bam noir it's not as sewer drainy as the bam noir but there's some similar characteristics in there yeah there's a bit of that sewer drain in there and you know i think that you know for people who are just getting into beer this is probably not a good beer to try but for people who have gone through a whole bunch of different beers and they're looking for a completely new concoction and there's also the case you know if you just love everything jolly pumpkin does like yeah. we do yeah you know and you want to just check one off your list and try it you won't be disappointed but it's not going to be one you're going to go back to you know, again I, and again. I again. really don't know how we would take this in a blind show. This would be a very interesting... Well, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I mean, based on its own merits, I don't think we'd rave about it. No. But seeing it as an experiment from Jolly Pumpkin, you give it a pass. Yes, I think that's exactly the point. Because, yeah, if we tasted this blind, we'd think, okay, it's sulfury, it's got kind of this weird flavor, it's not... We would have no idea what that is. We can't fit it to fit it to style, but as... If you know it's an experiment... I'd love to try it blind. (laughs) You know, if we've never had it, and someone sprung this on us blind, it'd be be a fun experiment to see just what we'd come up with. But yeah, I've that, that it's. We would say it was spoiled. I bet. I bet you. I would say it's spoiled. All I taste is sewer drain. Here's what I would say. All I taste is sewer drain. It's this gross bitter hops, and I, this beer has to be spoiled. That's what I would say. But I know Jolly Pumpkin, and I know it's a crazy experiment, and I give it a pass. Take what you will from that. I, I agree with Jeff 100. I think that. Ouch. ouch. <laughs> Stop touching my table, Ow. man. I think that if um, if. Yeah, if I tasted this blind, I, I would not like it at all. I, but knowing that it's just playing around, yeah, this this is enjoyable on its own as, like, I'm tasting an experiment here. I'm tasting something that they're trying. All right, the next beer is from Dark Horse Brewing Company. They are the ones from Marshall, Michigan. This one is called Perculator Coffee Doppelbock. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> we got a two-headed goat demon beast on the cut on the frontier. I bet. Who is all caffeinated up? Who has a tattoo that says ferment? He does. Wow. And the Dark Horse uh, brewing I don't know if I don't think that's a normal logo, but they have one it's kind of in a pentagram type thing there, so it's a bit evil. Well that's a five well, Yeah, it's a pentagram, I guess. It's that's five, right? Coffee Dobblebock. A coffee doppelbock. You're insane. <laughs> What's his name? Daniel. Da- Daniel, you're insane. Sending us these beers. You're trying to kill us? <laughs> coffee doppelbock? That's blasphemy. That's why there's a two-headed demon. You know, there, there's still some residual stuff from the other beer, so we get, there's like a little tannicness there, I think, you know, even though they washed mm-hmm. out, but I'm definitely, I can definitely smell the coffee. Oh, there's certainly coffee in the nose. That's all I'm smelling is coffee in the nose on it. It's a, it's a great smell. It doesn't, it smells fresh. It's roasty. Mm-hmm. It's, um, how do I describe my coffee aromas? It's not like French roast. It's not like burnt. It's more mm. okay. Yeah, you know the the thing is, I'm not smelling anything Doppelbach in it. See, that's where I disagree because I think there's a bit of a, of a you know a lagerish smell, a little bit of a of a. No, I'm not getting. I expected to smell this strange blend of coffee and Doppelbach. <laughs> this, this this baked bread and coffee. I'm just getting straight coffee. Well, let's see what it tastes like. I mean, to me, I, I I get a bit of almost almost wateriness in the smell. I don't know. Water doesn't have a smell, so I don't know how you can put that. But Okay. So it doesn't taste exactly like a coffee stout. There's a little more... There's less roast and more malt to it. It's a nice combination of flavors, though. That is damn delicious. <laughs> it... it to imagine having, after all these incredible beers, they have a coffee doppelbock, a completely different shade of beer, and I think it's fantastic. It's 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 sixty to eighty percent coffee in the flavor, and then the the malt is the forty to twenty percent. There's a bit of chocolate there. 
there's um, a small bit of caramel. Yeah. I'm not getting quite toffee. It's more chocolate and caramel and and coffee. <laughs> Lots mm-hmm. of coffee. Uh, maybe just, you know, it, a slight kind of flavor, somewhat reminiscent, although not there, as of, of cinnamon. Just, I think it's, I, I think it's sort of the alcohol kind of getting in there, but, um, wow. That's good. That's good. How are we going to rank these? How, how the hell are we going to rank these? That's part of the fun, though, right? Oof. When you have a tremendous show, trying to rank the things. My God. It, it's, you know, it's hard for us, but you know, it's... Part of the thing we do. <laughs> and we still got another beer up there. That's this, true. Right? <laughs> oh man, that's that's really good. It's, it, it's, but I will qualify this. It may not be a super drinker. Um, it's it's heavy on on a lot of you know very strong flavors. So it's it's more kind of sippy in a sense. It, I I would kind of disagree on this one. Really? It's a lot more drinkable than you, I would ever anticipate for a coffee doppelbock. Well, I mean, it's 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 damn delicious and tasty, but I mean, like I haven't taken gulps of this, <laughs> like I thought I might. Well, not gulps, but I think you could easily finish a pint. Oh yeah. Oh no, there's no question about it. I mean, because we do half pints here, and you know that's a well-known fact on the show. We do, you know we split a glass, so this is um you know two half pints. Um, but, you know, there's certain beers where, you know, half-pint is plenty. This one, I don't think you're going to get overwhelmed with the sweetness or the malt on this one. I think maybe, yeah, maybe I'm changing my mind a bit on this, too. But, you know, this, this is a dessert. This would go great with a chocolate cake. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. like a, a triple Rick's, Rick's yeah. triple layer. Right. Super fattening chocolate cake. Something with, you know, a lot of cream in it. And <laughs> uh, tiramisu, this would go pretty good Oh, with. my God. <laughs> this is, this is, wow. This is great this this, this i would one. i would prefer the chocolate cake over the tiramisu but they would both work well anything chocolate is going to bring out even more of those coffee what about and like vanilla flavors? and caramel like caramel caramel coated like vanilla. like sort of like a flan or something i'm thinking like vanilla ice cream with caramel on it uh, the, uh, ice cream would work i mean uh, creamy creamy mm. would go really well with this yeah. coffee and cream always go well so that would work you know uh um Fats and sweetness would definitely go extremely well with this. That is great. Who ever considered throwing coffee in a doppelbock? <laughs> it's absurd. Let's give them a hand. <laughs> yeah, we got to give them, a, you know, a couple claps there because I would have never thought that they'd work together. I would have probably thrown coffee in a Kolsch first. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well, not literally. But, you know, it's just like, coffee down the buck, that won't work. Works. Very, very well. It works. It works. Or at least these guys got it to work. Yeah. This is a Dark Horse? Dark Horse Dark Percolator, Percolator, which is a great name. Because, you know, the Doppelbocks have the Ator mm-hmm. at the end, like Celebrator and Procrastinator, which I've never <laughs> seen a Procrastinator Doppelbock, but maybe I should brew that one. Um, but this one's Percolator. Coffee Doppelbock. Troganator is another one. Yep. I saw the um, the name Percolator. So I figured, oh, maybe it's coffee. But I didn't read... I'm like, that's weird that they use the Ader in a coffee beer. I didn't read the subtitle of Coffee Doppelbock until just now on the show. And it's like, whoa. Wow. Wow. That's just... That's brilliant. I <laughs> mean, that really is brilliant. Flavors that just it does go very <laughs> very very well balanced. I mean, it's really perfect. The, the, to be honest. The the intricacies of the Doppelbock are pretty much lost in this beer, but it complements the coffee better than a lot of stouts. Yes, do. yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It's like because it, yeah, when you have a Doppelbock, you you kind of you expect this you know strong maltiness that gives you. Um, I don't know, just a, a big multi burst, but that's underneath the coffee, significantly underneath the coffee in this one. And yeah, that, but, but it, it melds so well together. Mm-hmm. Like, a, yeah, exactly. I think it, it pairs a lot better than a lot of stouts do. But you're not tasting like what you taste in Celebrator, that's yeah. for sure. But oh, it's so good. All right, so our final beer, this fantastic show. 
Michigan show. Uh, sorry for the bang in there. Is the uh, Coonhead Brewing Company Raspberry Icebox. Now, it's a dessert beer, so we figure let's save it for last. 2007 Raspberry Icebox. This comes in a uh, 6.3 fluid ounce bottle. That's 187 milliliters. Nice little bottle. Wax covered. Wax coated. Now, most people, most of our listeners will know what an icebox is, but some people might not. An icebox is a German style of beer. It's actually a form of distillation. They, after the beer is fermented, they freeze it below freezing. The water freezes, the alcohol doesn't. They scoop off the ice slush. So you have a distilled, right. potent beer. That's what an icebox is. E-I-S-B-O-C-K is how they spell it in Germany. Now, I mean, some I remember some brewers tried this in the 90s. Uh, like, there was Bud Ice and there was... Um, yeah, actually, yeah, Budweiser did do the Bud Ice, which is technically the same thing. Right, they froze it to the point where there were water crystals formed. They removed some of the water crystals, and they got a stronger beer out of it. Doobie, doobie, doo. <laughs> the penguin's calling from inside the house. Good ad. I don't remember that ad, but uh, yeah, that was... I do remember, but I remember there was also, I think there was a Miller Ice Beer or something. A lot of the, I'm sure there was like a Red Dog Ice. And, yeah. And that, like that was like 1994, 1995. I remember like being a senior in high school and um, ice beers were all the rage because they were like six and a half percent instead of like five or four and a half. Woohoo, they were stronger. More alcohol, yes. Delicious. For comparison, this ice box weighs in at, please tell me, zero percent because we can't tell. But it's a 6.7 milliliter bottle. I mean, that's less I than a can. I bet you this guy weighs in at 10 or more. 14%, somewhere around there. Look at that. I got the bottle opener through the wax in one try. Oh, that smells sublime. It smells like chocolate raspberries. <laughs> oh, I'm teasing Greg because uh, I'm smelling it right out of the top of the bottle. All right. Let's do this. I'm going to pour a little bit because I'm, you know, completely unsure on how a 6.3 ounce bottle splits between us. Right. Oh my god, that smells good. Chocolate raspberry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That smells like chocolate raspberry. Are we even on the, uh, the pour there? I think we're pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's, um... You got a little bit more. That's okay. It's a sweet chocolate. Very sweet chocolate. Oh, that smells awesome. <laughs> This is the Kunin Brewing Company Raspberry Ice Block, 2007. Real raspberries abound in this chocolate caramel after dinner treat. Wow. Yeah, so the aroma is just sweet. It smells like raspberry syrup. It, it, it's like something you want to pour on ice cream and chocolate. Yeah, you're going to want to reduce this down. It's, you know, I think it's it's a, I just tasted it, it's a bit, that raspberry, you know, you get chocolate, then boom, raspberry, and wow, that's almost syrupy. It's, it's strong. This would go, if you reduce this down and pour this over ice cream. I'm thinking right now it goes with vanilla ice cream. No, I'm not saying and it doesn't. Chocolate. I'm not and saying chocolates. it doesn't. I, I, I think it's, a, I think the, the syrupy is a bit too much. It's just a bit too oh. syrupy. It's a dessert. It's a port. It's the yeah, port no, no, no. Beers. I understand. I understand. So, I mean, yeah, this is intended to be syrupy, so it has that effect. It's the port of beers, and I'm thinking, if you, like, take vanilla ice cream, dip it in chocolate so it has that chocolate shell on it, okay? You get a scoop of vanilla, dip it in chocolate so it has that shell, and then you eat that and drink this in a very small snifter. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's... But the, okay, but what about it makes it a beer besides the fact that it's carbonated? It's raspberry and chocolate and carbonation, and there's really not much else there. It's, okay, it's a dessert beer. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'm, I'm giving it a pass on its unbeeriness. It, sure, um... It, you could take rat. But it's fullness of flavor so there's there's, yeah, there's certainly fullness of flavor um, so it's not like you know 
It's not like just seltzer water it's, poured with raspberry and, and chocolate syrup, but it's, it's like beer. It's it's not going to remind you of beer. It's a beverage that was brewed like beer, so it is beer. It goes well with, you know, dessert. And I'm not going to try to explain it any more than that because it is, it's, you can't, con- it's hard enough to describe what the icebox flavor is, right. let alone this raspberry icebox. The raspberry is appropriate with the rest of the flavors in the beer. It's not syrupy. It's not overpowering. It's, it's perfect. It goes with the beer. The raspberry is perfect with the rest of the beer. I just kind of wish... I'm not quite with you on this. I wish the raspberry was tuned down just slightly. No. I mean, sure, it tastes like raspberry syrup, but I, it works. It's a dessert. It's a port. No, it's, no, I, I understand that. I understand it's a liqueur. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Okay, if you all right, that, that's a good point. Looking at like a liqueur, but liqueurs you usually usually ch- you know you have, you split have, with something. I have no complaints. This with ice cream, with some chocolate. Well, if you reduce this down to a syrup, it would be absolutely incredible. I think it's fine as is. I, Matt, you know those Canteon glasses I have? The really small Canteon glasses. Pour that. Scoop of ice cream, some of those chocolate stick things they have in the mm. fancy restaurants. It's dessert. It is a four star. Yeah, I mean that, that is true. This is one hundred percent dessert beer. There's nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. It works for what it was intended to be. No, and and I think you're right. I think you know when I, when I'm thinking strong, you know, but a dessert beer should be strong. A dessert beer should be almost syrupy because mm-hmm. that's what it's trying to bring across. I want to make sure people know that. Oh, it's syrupy. This is, this is, it's, <laughs> it's syrupy, Greg. I mean, shake it. Look at the waves that it makes. It, yeah. it, it's viscous. Not Dark Lord viscous, but it's viscous. I love it. Best raspberry beer I've ever had. <laughs> it smells like... I bet there's heaven no, smells like that. There's no syrupiness in this, right? You know, raspberry beer? Yeah, okay, oh, it's, it's, it's not like... Artificial and right, syrupy. Right, it doesn't taste like a syrup. I mean, when I say syrup... Well, okay, say syrupy, it doesn't taste like a syrup. What does that mean? Um, you know, when I think of, like, a tasting like a syrup, I almost think medicine Yeah, medicine That's exactly it. If you want me to go downstairs and get some of that raspberry extract that we got for uh-huh. that wheat beer, you will com- probably change your opinion once yeah. you smell that, because that will be medicine as this is it. not medicine this at all. This is beautiful. There's, but it is. I mean, if you're gonna take a, you, you don't take a gulp of this. You take a sip. You yes, take a tiny I mean, sip. But it's, it's the most perfect use of raspberries I've ever tasted in a beer. You know, I'm gonna disagree with you there, because I'm gonna say that I really do, or did, like Weyerbacher's the pure oh, raspberry. No, no, no. This, yeah. This beats it up, leaves it in the gutter to rot. I mean, but in terms of the use of raspberry. All right, so it's time to rank. We've had one, two, three, four, oh my four five, six, seven fantastic beers. Fantastic beers. Uh, you know, with the exception of, well, I mean, the, the Jolly Pumpkin, Bam, the Hoppy one, it's a fantastic beer if you know what you're tasting, if you know what you're going with. This is, this this is the hardest ever. I'm going to start from the bottom. Build right. suspense. Better radio, right? Absolutely. My last beer of the night is going to be the ESBM from Jolly Pumpkin. I'm not surprised. It's it just... These guys were in the all-star game of beers, and they were mm. all from Michigan. And um, I don't hate the beer, but it's the all-star game, and he's warming the bench. <laughs> uh, the, the next beer up is the Cabin Fever from New Holland Brewing Company. Very good. But again, we're in the all-star game. I'm going to stop saying all-star game. But very good, but not as good as the rest. Uh, the third beer is Scotty Karate from Dark Horse Brewing Company. Pre-show beer. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was hard to talk about. It wasn't as complex as other beers, but had great stuff going on. Then we're going to go to the Lelanu Brewing Company. Good Harbor Golden and Golden Golden Ale. And actually on the label, it says Good Harbor Golden, Golden Ale. So it's actually in there twice. Um, you know, great sourness, loved it. I thought it was a great beer. I'm going to squeeze the percolator in above that one. The coffee dot block, amazing. I think the Jolly Pumpkin Beer de Mars was better. I'm going to have to put that ahead. Just, oh, yum. 
So the best beer of the night will be the Kunin Raspberry Icebox, the one that Greg wasn't so sure about. Maybe I put it up there just to make a point, but I thought it was a perfect use of what it was. It is what it is, Greg, and that's not in the (laughs) diminutive term. It is what it is. It's exactly what the brewer wanted. I'm not going to deny that it's fantastic. I'm just going to say that some of the other beers impress me more. Okay, I'm going to go in the opposite order. I'm going to go number one to, number to last. So my number one, I mean, Pier de Mars. I mean, that was... It was good. <laughs> it was very really good. That was just a beautiful thing to behold. You know, it was it was a sourness. It was full. It was lively. It, what can you say else about it? Wow. Okay, uh, number two. Now, okay, on the... Finish, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> At this wow. point in the night, you know, when you know you get an idea, if you don't speak upon it, you're going to forget go it. Go ahead. Right? Go ahead. But I am going to I'm going to remember it. Go ahead. All right. You sure? Yes. All right. Okay. Um Cool. Wow, there's just so many great selections here. So many so many options. Daniel sent us the best that Michigan has to offer. And I I I mean even the Kevin Fever Brown Ale is like really high up on my I mean in the okay. Brownell show, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in this show, in this show, I'm considering it for second place. That's how awesome it was. Wow. Uh, you know, but I'm gonna go with the dark horse. I'm gonna go with the percolator for number two. The coffee doppelbox. Wow. I mean, just I mean, just what a fantastic combination of flavors and what a well crafted beer. Mm-hmm. Genius, genius. Okay, number three. Uh, even even harder. Oh, I gotta go with the sour one. I gotta go with the Leland uh, Good Harbor Golden Gold Mail. There's just, you know, the sourness wins over. Okay, number four. Jesus, this is tough. Because, you know, Cabin Fever and, and Scotty Crowdy were both brilliant examples. You know what? Oh, I'm gonna go with Cabin Fever. I'm gonna go with Cabin Fever because mm-hmm. that, 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 that roastiness in, in the brown ale is something you don't really get a lot. Uh, really uh, delicious, and then I'm gonna go with Scotty Crotty after that. Uh, you know, next comes my my couldn't hen. I mean, like it's. I'm not saying it's not delicious. I'm just saying, like compared to these other beers, you know, I was in sort of a beer mood and I got a dessert beer, and so it just it didn't fit right, right. with okay. the te- with the tasting. It's delicious. I rec- heartily recommend it as a dessert beer. I think it it's fantastically delicious. I think everybody should try it, but it just you know, compared to these other things, I was going for beer, and this is more of a port, like mm-hmm. you said. And I'm going to finish with the uh, Jolly Pumpkin uh, Bam Beer. Es Bam. Es Bam, which is again, I mean, it, it's not bad if you know what you're tasting, but I mean, you know, these other ones were just fantastically delicious, and that one was just kind of like, all right, you had to know what you were getting into. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a one-off experiment that they don't make again. Yeah. So. So what now, was your thing you wanted to say? Wow beers. How many of these are going to make your wow beer list? Well, okay, the beer to Mars, uh, the percolator, the maybe, maybe the Leland. I don't know. Um, I mean, the beer to Mars percolator, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Those I two. agree with you. The the beer to Mars and the percolator, dark dark horse percolator, jolly pumpkin beer to Mars, and the Coonan raspberry icebox, my my three wow beers. Uh, the Lilinu, delicious, loved it. But it's not a brand new flavor that I've never had before, yeah. right? It's uh, I've had uh, sanctification from Russian River. Oh, that last flavor, that last taste of that Eisenbach was very good. <laughs> oh, you want to recalibrate? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, so the little new was was very good, but I'm gonna have to keep it out of the wild beer. I need to be selective on the wild beer. Three wild beers from Michigan, Greg. Daniel, thank you very much. You made for a great show. Uh, holy crap. I guess it's time to go on the post show, huh? Yeah, well, first, time to go to the latrine, and then time to go to the post show. <laughs> All right, we'll see you again next week on episode 111.